This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. We're so excited tonight for our family dinner. We're so excited. Today was a really intense day at uh, Let's Get Up rehearsal. And so Danielle Natoni, who is our guest, our guest chef for this evening. Come on, have a seat. Why, thank you. She was so excited to talk to us tonight or cook for us tonight and provide us with our vegan recipe. So Danielle's gonna speak to that in a little bit. I have some questions for her, so I'm really excited. But one of the things that obviously we want to do more of is different, I mean, everyone, almost everyone has had salmon and sweet potatoes and, you know, so we wanna try to provide you all with recipes that you would never eat. Or even if you are vegan, just something different to really inspire your taste buds. And so, one of the reasons why I'm really excited to have Danielle here is because I remember when I was more like vegetarian, vegan, but I was also pescatarian, so I wasn't like like this, this. But I remember I was here in LA and I was actually driving and you and Darren called and I, I remember that's when you were both thinking about it. Yeah. And so, you know, I decided to... I'm going to say vegetarian, vegan. I'm going to get you to talk about the difference in a second okay. for those who don't know. But it was around a time where we had kids and I just like nothing was digesting well. I wasn't eating. Uh, I mean, I wasn't sleeping great. I just kind of, you know, when you have kids, we're not sleeping and you're tired. And so I felt like when I was eating meat, I was just like stuffing my face. And if I was going to be stuffing my face, I wanted to just you know, wanted to be more wholesome and just, you know, anything green. That's yeah. cut the kind of way I thought about it. Yeah. So that's why I did it. Can you talk about, you know, why you and Darren are now 100% yep. vegan and, you know, just the whole process? So I, I think it, <laughs> three years ago, I think we've been vegan three years now. Um, we, yep, we, the boys are three years old. Yeah. Yep. We used to be super paleo, like big time meat eaters. Darren and used to have, like, he used to order this pounds, this burger that looked like a bus steering wheel. Yeah, we would go to Whole Foods, right? Yeah. We would go to Whole Foods in Vegas. And Darren, one time I went to visit him in Vegas. It's her husband, for those of you who don't know. And he was like, oh my gosh, at Whole Foods, they make these amazing burgers. And he, he, he ordered for me, and it was a huge, the, the burger was as big as this plate that you yeah. And he ate like two of them. And yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? Anyway, he but loved me. He, we both love to read. He's a super researcher. He read the book, The Longevity Diet by Dr. Walter Longo. And then I read it. In that book, the basic fat, you know, gist of it is he studied the world's centenarians, the world's longest living people all over the world. And when you broke it down, the way that those people ate to live in, to 100 and beyond was mostly plant-based with a little bit of fish. 
And he's like, we should try it. So who else is like me and hates fish? No matter who cooks it, it doesn't matter if it is a Michelin, you're my people. Doesn't matter (laughs) if it's a Michelin, like five-star restaurant, I do not like it. So I was like, well, I'll just try vegan then because I don't want mealtime to be stressful. And so we, it was like right before my 40th birthday. So it was like 60 days leading into my 40th birthday. I said, tell you what, why don't we do this? Let's do it till my 40th birthday. And if on my 40th birthday, we hate it, we'll celebrate with a big steak dinner. (laughs) And if we love it, then we'll love it. And we've never turned back since. And what's great for me is, you know, this, I never ate avocado until these two, two. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. So it forced me to tell the story. We went to a Mexican restaurant like early on when I first met them and there was avocado all over the table. They're like, why aren't you eating avocado? I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't like it. And they're like, you don't like avocado. And I'm like, well, I don't think I'd like it. I'm like, it's green and mushy and there's like red things in it. And I don't try things I don't like. And he was like, Mm-mm. he was like, you're trying that. Guacamole. And now I can't imagine my life without it. I know. Yeah. So uh, long story short, vegan has, it forces me to eat a ton of fruits and vegetables because I'm an actual vegan, meaning I don't eat beyond meat. Um, that's processed, right? I yeah. might as well have a real burger. I would rather someone eat a real burger versus beyond meat. And this, vegan versus vegetarian vegetarians will still do eggs dairy honey so being a vegetarian oftentimes for eating out is much easier than being vegan because like for example desserts you know a lot of places out (laughs) make desserts with eggs so a vegetarian will still do um that but yeah so that's kind of how we got there but i love it I love cooking um, when I'm, especially when I'm in my own kitchen. So I really feel like stress because I'm like, this is not taste the way it really should taste. So everyone has to come out to Casa de Natoni for real uh, <laughs> vegan food. But for me, being vegan just means, oh, everyone's always like, but what about your protein? Y'all, everything has protein. This asparagus has protein. This arugula has protein. Like there's actually meat eaters probably overconsume protein in any yeah. given day. And I know when we were meat eaters, we for sure were overconsuming protein. Yeah, I think that was one of the things that was really interesting for Scott and I to see, especially Darren make yeah. this huge change because protein, protein, protein. And a lot of you know, Asylum specifically, I would be eating every three hours and every meal had protein. And again, I probably didn't need that much. Uh, and so it was just a really interesting thing where now, and this is what I'll say, even though I still eat fish and I still eat chicken and I still eat meat, I think that, um, I eat, I now eat the correct amount since Scott and I have really been really focused on cooking. A lot of, you know, when you have kids and they're super young, you kind of just get done what you need to get done, especially in the early years. So for us, now that the boys are way more independent and we can actually sit down and cook and not have to just like cook easy food, you know? So eating more, uh, eating more salads and vegetables and things like that makes me eat less meat. I don't even eat as much and I still feel completely fulfilled. And in the fitness, uh, in the fitness space, you know, I can still lift, the same amount of weight that I was lifting when I, when I did Asylum. And I don't, uh, and I don't lift that much weights. But if I want to go to the gym, I lift the same amount of weight. Like, I, I never really did a lot of bench pressing. You know, 10 years ago was the last time I really focused on that. But um, I feel like even though I, I would say I consume more uh, vegetables than I do meat, and I don't feel like I'm missing out on, the, on my strength is what I'm saying. Well, it's interesting. So if you don't know my husband, Darren is a pretty muscular guy. You know, huh. I live a very hard life with a very handsome man. <laughs> uh, but he uh, actually, he was also interested in that. And so if, if you don't know him, every day he starts his day with a hang from the bar till failure, till he drops. And he tries to convince me to do that. I'm like, I'm not roughing up my hands like that. If I'm hanging from something, you're probably nearby. You'll pull me up. It'll be okay. Uh, And then he does a max set of pull-ups. His pull-up strength, he is stronger now and can do more pull-ups before failure than he did beforehand. And so, you know, everybody has a different approach. And we don't believe that there's one right way 
to eat. There's just a right way that fits for you. And for us, you know, this is the right way for us. He's still as muscular as ever. We feel our digestion is better and honestly it just makes it simple. It's like, okay, we're, you know, we're vegan and you know, for us, it works, but you know, for other people, it doesn't. Or I do think though, that more people need to try even like a meatless Monday, or if you need a cute little hashtag just to <laughs> not, I think we, I think everyone could do a little bit of more plant eating in general, you yep. know, and not just be like a comfort vegan either, you know, like, Oh, today's meatless Monday. So I'm going to have like all this packaged food. And it's like, right. no, just people say, Danielle, what do I do? I want to start eating plant-based. I'm like, cool. Eat plants, you know? And that sounds simple, but it's like, eat more fruits, eat more veggies, eat more salad. Like tr- and the more you do it, trust me from the girl who would eat guacamole because it was green, you'll start to really love the flavors and just get an air fryer. You put any vegetable in an air fryer with a little bit of oil and salt and you're good. It makes every vegetable better. What was it like growing up in your household as a kid when it came to eating breakfast, lunch, dinner, the type of foods? Because I think that, I think, you know, transformation is important. You know, we, t- we know what you used to eat like as an adult while you were involved in fitness, right? But now it's like, but where did it begin? Are y'all ready? <laughs> yes. You're going to die. <laughs> So I'm an only child, probably not shocking. And <laughs> I, so an only child knows how to be their own best friend. I could self entertain like the finest. So if my mom put something on my plate that I did not want to eat, and you know, the thing is like, you're gonna sit there until you eat it, cool. I sat there all night. I would call her bluff until it was like, finally go to bed. So eventually they just started making me corn. Essentially corn was the only thing (laughs) that I would eat, like a vegetable wise. So if they had whatever, you know, steak and broccoli, whatever, it was in this little white casserole dish. I can always remember. And there was my side of corn because it was like, she didn't want to battle me because it was like, I'll sit here all night. I will make up stories. I will talk to myself, but I'm going to win. So that's literally how I grew up. And while we ate healthy, I grew up in a very different house. My parents were kind of into fitness. So that kind of eating was we ate, you know, remember snack wells cookies, you know, in the green box. Like we ate like all the low fat sugar, you know. And so I thought that those things were healthy and that I was doing a pretty good job. So in my mind, it's like, okay, I can eat whatever's in my house because it's healthy. It's low fat, low sugar, whatever. And then I would just, you know, and then I was a dancer. And to be fair, it's also why I never really share my full meals or a day of eating on my social. I don't want to say I'm blessed because that sounds snotty, but I do have a good metabolism. Okay. I, no matter, like, even if someone ate exactly like me, I, even as a kid, I've basically been the same size my whole life. And I know that makes me sound like a jerk and I don't mean it that way, mm-hmm. but I just, I could eat whatever I want back then. And so I remember my favorite things were, do y'all remember Entman's donuts that came Duh. like in the white Don't thing tell me you used to eat them and didn't gain weight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I would, I would mix it with like what I thought was healthy Entenmann's, whole wheat bagels, uh, you know, wheat thins, you know, all those kind of crazy foods <laughs> and corn. A lot of corn. Well, <laughs> a lot of corn. Uh, we, you know, in the, in the fitness industry, when it comes to food, we don't hear a lot about someone being like, I was the same size. I have a fat, I have a fast metabolism. And, I, you know, we talk about you, like you went from fit to fitter. And so I think it's really important because a lot of times the fitness industry is based on weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. So when it comes to guys, it's like muscle gain, muscle gain, muscle gain. But there is the you know there are people like i remember like let's say darren for instance your your husband for him to gain weight it is extremely hard like he has to focus on that i have i have to work extremely hard to stay six feet 198 pounds like i don't don't know how much i weigh now because i don't have a scale but it is a lot of people don't notice it is extremely hard for me to say to look like what i look like i i'm i'm you know, it is just hard. Like I could, I could gain weight so fast, which is why obviously, you know, I know how to work out hard. But in addition to that, I, I wouldn't say I'm in a battle with food because I have it under control. But that's why, like for me, it's very important to 
to stay in my nutritional zone. And, you know, I love donuts. I love a good pizza. I love fun foods, too. So, you know, I think it's really I think I love hearing from people like Darren, who I know he had to eat a ton of food to gain weight or people like you are like, yo, like I'm blessed. And it doesn't matter just because you are thinner doesn't mean you are as fit. But anyway, I know you. Well, that's what I was going to say. So, yes, I went from fit to fitter aesthetically, but if you lined me up year after year, I essentially look the same, like if you, with some tweaks. But internally, <laughs> I am hands down healthier, way healthier internally now than I was then. And for me, that's what matters most. And also to your point, I have a, a daughter who is incredibly thin and struggles, believe it or not, with food obsession because now she's so focused on I've got to eat because I'm too thin and it like has warped with her mind. So like this constant focus also in the industry of like weight loss, weight gain transformation, like even the body positivity movement, believe it or not, as beautiful as it is, it's actually very harming for her because she's like, so I'm not, I'm not real because I don't have, you know, so she actually feels unhappy in her body because she's so thin so it's it's just such an interesting mix and so it's like if everyone could just like eat real food food that was meant to fuel you and like and focus on how you feel on the inside then whatever you were meant to look at on on the outside will come into play yeah and I think you know so and usually if someone were to hear somebody like you say that they were like well of course but like hearing your backstory you Mm -hmm. know it's kind of you understand I will say too, just I want to talk about the body positivity movement uh, because it's so interesting. Um, and I know I talk to a lot of you a lot, so you may have heard me say this before, but I want to talk about it again if you haven't. Um, even coming into my new dance program, right? Like, you know, it is for me, it's a body positivity, body positive environment. We have, and I hate to say this, but, you know, I cast it on joy. Like, they were like, like, how are we casting? Joy. That is 100% how I cast it. And truth be told, you know, it is Beachbody. So they, Beachbody is like, we need aspirational people too who have like gotten fit from our programs, which I totally understand. You need testimonials from people who are a part of the company. But when we were auditioning, the thing that I looked at most, and obviously Chip was at every single one of them, like for me, it was about joy and connection and i thought that was really important but one of the things that was really interesting even though i was talking about body positivity is in the beginning like if you look at the the first couple sizzles that we put out you know i didn't have my shirt off and because even in my mind it was like oh well body positive like you you don't want to like uh offend someone and then when we started getting into when i started rehearsing and getting to the message i'm like I'm taking my fucking shirt off too. Sorry, I curse for those of you who ain't on wine night after dark. You know, I'm on my fucking, I want to take my shirt off too. Like I can't be positive just because I have abs, right? Like you kind of get into this. It's the flip side of, oh, well, I'm too thin. And like girls now it's like, oh, the bigger the booty, the better. But what if they don't have the booty, you know, like the curves. And so it becomes this body positive and as great. But then it becomes like, if I'm not a curvy girl, then I can't be a part of the movement. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for me, I was like, I'm taking off. I'm like, listen, I'm going to let y'all see it all. Not all of it. But, you know, you know, I took my shirt off today, which I really wouldn't do. Like, I'm making myself do that just because, you know, just in the sensitive zone. But, you know, for people out there who maybe like I want to have meatless Monday or I want to have vegan Thursday or whatever the case may be. I don't know that I like vegan Thursday, but we could roll with it. Why not? I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But I kind of want to know, how do you build a a vegan plate? Because I think, you know, we hear, oh, you have avocado, you have like veggie. I mean, most people who think vegan, they're like, oh, I got to eat salad. That's the first thought is that it's like, oh, like I'm not going to be, I feel like, there's almost a negative connotation to, oh, I'm going to eat vegetarian today or, oh, I'm going to eat. Yeah. And, and I don't know if that's because there's a restriction involved, like you're not supposed to eat something, but. Yeah. So like, I want to, I want to build a vegan sure. plate. Like what, why did you build this plate the way you did? How I build a vegan dinner, it always starts with vegetables. So like what are the veggies 
that we're gonna eat, right? And multiple veggies usually, but let's say, um, you know, let's just say that we're gonna have Brussels sprouts and asparagus, I, you know, I don't know. Like, so I might pick two veggies. And then I'm like, okay, sometimes I'll have fruit with dinner if it's like, cause I don't care about eating fruit at night and like sugar, it's natural sugar. So like if we have a salad, I might add like fresh blueberries. But then I'm gonna think about, okay, well, what about, am I gonna do a grain? If I do, it's usually quinoa first over like a rice, cause quinoa has like a perfect protein and it just goes into your body differently. Um, I don't know if I could name 50 vegetables, that's funny. So, um, you know, there might be a grain of some sort or maybe it's a potato or a sweet potato or like a Yukon root. You guys, if you go to the produce section of the grocery store, there's so much that we never touch, right? Mm, like your go-to is like broccoli, asparagus, maybe Brussels sprouts, cause you know, cauliflower is getting a glow up. Eggplant. You know, but yeah, but you don't grab, like you don't probably grab the, you mm. know, parsnips or you don't grab you know like there's the endives or the beans beans. there's just so much that you don't grab i think when it comes to being (laughs) vegan i think focus less on recipes in the beginning or if you're going to do a meatless monday and just put a bunch of really colorful real food on your plate put some rice put some beans put some you know, whatever your favorite vegetable is right now, put some broccoli. Like you don't have to do tempeh. You don't have to do tofu. Like you could be really full off of, you know, a lot of vegetables. And we do love like a really great kale salad, like take kale. And then I just pile whatever on there, like avocado, like beans, berries, like pumpkin seeds. I love toasted pumpkin seeds in a salad or on top of a salad for crunch. Uh, Intermittent fasting, I don't consider to be a diet plan, no. but do you follow a nutrition plan or do you, No. but you do fast. So yeah. So I fast. Um, and if you've been following my husband and I for a while, then you know that also like twice a year, we'll do a three day water fast. And yes, that means just water. Um, and there's a lot of great uh, benefits from that. You can look up the word autophagy, but basically what happens like in those three days is, you know, cells that are damaged go away and then you replace them with like new better cells but that you should not do if you're not ready for them of course you should always consult a doctor but we um kind of really believe in intermittent fasting and I don't set a clock I don't set a timer but it's basically like if this is well it's different now because you know dancing twice a day but in my normal life if I finish my last meal at 6 p.m., bare minimum, I'm probably not eating till 10. And it's usually more closer to noon. And that's not because I'm like, oh, the intermittent fasting clock said there are often times where I go sooner. But to be fair, I love working out in a fasted state. I cannot work out like on a, a full stomach. I feel sharp. I feel crisp. I'm just not hungry in the morning. And here's what's interesting. My youngest daughter is the same. And I don't force her to eat when she goes to school. So she does not eat until lunchtime. She's just not ready for it. And, you know, we have such a misconception that you have to eat first thing in the morning. And if that's what your body is telling you, cool. But for me, my body says, nope, don't need it. And so typically we eat, you know, our first meal is usually a shake. And then, you know, we may have like a second meal and then our dinner, or sometimes it's a shake and one big meal. But we make sure that we get really nutrient dense food and lots of it because what you don't want to do as an intermittent faster is if you're going to do two meals a day you can't you don't want to under consume calories so but as far as following a, a meal plan I do not um I am fortunate enough now that I have learned over the years what feels good in my body what does not feel good in my body. And so I, I don't count calories. I don't count macros. And again, I'm not saying that any of this is wrong. I think that everyone should do what feels good for them, but I eat until I'm full and, you know, I eat when I'm hungry. I stop when I'm not basically, um, or however that's supposed to be said. And I really count macros means like fat carbs and protein. So people will track like, okay, I'm supposed to have like this ratio of protein, for me, eating was never meant to be a job. And if I, if I like peel back and you read any books or you think about like ancestors or what life was like pre 
industrialization, like you, you would just eat what was provided. You would hunt or gather, or you would, you would eat food and then you would work it off by doing whatever it is. So for me, I don't want to get so tied to like, oh my, so my sister-in-law actually was in the max 30 test group years ago, lost a butt ton of weight. It was great. She looked amazing. And while it was good for her in that moment, you know what it did though, after um, it, she got obsessed with food to the point where like, it was almost crippling. Like it had to be the exact right portions. And, you know, like it, it started to play with her mind. So I think that for some people counting macros or counting calories or following a meal plan can be really good. And I think for others, it is far more damaging than it is helpful because it creates um, an unhealthy relationship with what you put on your plate. And I don't ever look at it as like, I ate bad or I did something wrong. It's like, I want to think about like you guys every Tuesday, I missed it yesterday. Uh, but every Tuesday, my husband and I do taco Tuesday. There's this place in Vegas called taco Tarion. And so we go get their vegan tacos and I eat a butt ton of chips also like love it. Every Sunday we do toast party Sunday, which is this place where they do like these, you know, vegan toasts. And I don't look at it as like, that's my cheat day. Or it's just like, these are the choices of food I'm eating today. And on the other days, like I'm going to eat kale and asparagus and whatever, because it feels good in my body. And my wish honestly for the world is that everybody could get to a place where they ate food because it made them feel good and didn't eat the food that didn't make them feel good. But let's be honest, you guys, the food industry and the health and fitness industry is like one of the biggest industries there is. And there is no money in you guys losing that attachment to counting calories and, and all of that. Again, not telling you that, you know, I want you to do what works for you. But I do think that some of that can be very damaging if you're not in a really good place in your world. And I just never wanted to be the kind of person that had to measure count weigh everything that I ate, but I also have a lot of food sensitivities. So I, I know that I can't eat, you know, I, anything with wheat or gluten, I will break out and a major like rash. It'll show up immediately on my skin. So for me, it's also like, I'm, there's no food out there that is worth me not feeling good. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, I was going to say... Uh, one of the most important things, and just to reiterate, is food dependency. Mm -hmm. You know how you say it's like, I'm connected to eating at this time. I'm connected to eating this. So you were talking about your sister-in-law. And I remember the Max 30 mm -hmm. test groups. And I remember a lot of different test groups. And I would always be like, that. Like total emoji eye roll. Because people would get more attached to what they were eating instead of like how they were feeling and the know? scale because i think it's in those back in the day those test groups were so focused on the before and after that that it was just you know and they were counting calories that it was you know because at the end of the, the thing you had your pictures taken and you could be potentially put in the infomercial you know so yeah and so i would i remember that because i remember changing the way I finished my classes like every class would end with like a complete like that's for those of you who've been to my programs or to my live events and I speak at the end it started because of the test groups because I was just like you have to be able to walk out of here feeling good about what you did not about what you didn't do and not about the attachment to the scale or attachment to I stuck to my meal plan that day because I feel like, you know, and a lot of people, and that's why I know just kind of like people love counting calories. I know people like getting on a scale, but there is for some people. And again, I'm speaking for me and my experience with a lot of people, there is the scale, 
The scale translates to the food, which translates to deprivation, which translates to mental health. There is, a, there is 100% a connection to that. And that's why I don't get on a scale. Like we have a, we have, we have a scale in our house at home. And I think I get on it like once a month. And I think it's just because, I don't even know why I do it. I think I just, I don't do it because I look in the mirror and I don't feel bad. I think I just do it to be like, make sure I know that, you know. Well, you know, here's the thing. It's a reference point. Yeah, and, right. and if you get to a healthy space where you can realize it's just information, it's literally your gravitational pull on the earth. It's one data point and that's it. And matter of fact, you know, so each scale is very different. So it's like, it's a benchmark. It's like, okay, I got on this scale. I, that does not define me. It doesn't make me who I am, but that's a reference point. And if over time it consistently, that one reference point, that data point keeps going up, then that could be a clue to you. Like, Hey, maybe I need to change some things, but it's just one data point. So we actually do weigh ourselves daily, but we're, we only do that for like, I don't know, just become part of habit. And I don't care. I can gain or lose five pounds in one day. I always joke, you're just one good poop away from your ideal <laughs> weight, you know? So it, to me, it really does. It's just like a data point, just like measurements are a data. Point. Well, that's what I wanted to say really quick is that I hate when people ask me what my body fat percentage is mm. because go, you know, for me, school, you know, I mean, I majored in science. And so it was such a big thing. It's like, Oh, and I remember the last time I cared about my body fat percentage was Asylum Volume 1. And that was like the worst thing that happened to me mentally. And that's when I started, you know, taking laxatives to try and look a certain way. And because it was like, people are expecting you to be that body. Oh, just thinking about it just gives me like, it just makes me so sad. But it's like, you know, and that's why for me, the scale equals food, yeah. equals deprivation, equals mental health. Like that's for me. I'm not saying it's for everyone. A lot of people have complete control over all of that and they do use it as those benchmarks and it's incredibly amazing. But I know for a lot of people that I've trained in person, the thousands of people that I train, I would say a larger percentage, the scale did a detriment and the reason why i know is because when they were no longer in person and they didn't have the accountability of the scale yeah you know three months later i remember walking down the street seeing people and they would like be dodging me because they gained 10 pounds yeah. and i'm like but i never really cared about your weight i cared about i cared about the fact that you pushed through and you were happy and so it was it was a, it was the battle between the two of what i cared about and what you know whatever but, um, there was a question earlier that asked me about supplements. I will say this. If you are going to be a vegan, you do need B12. Um, that is something that you won't get uh, in your food as a vegan. So uh, we do supplement with B12. And uh, we also supplement with DHA. Is that correct? DHA? Algae DHA? So he's in charge of the supplements. He's the researcher <laughs> of all the things. Um, but yeah, most people to be fair, should supplement. Um, it is pretty impossible to get everything that you need from food alone, no matter how clean that you eat. But you only know that if you kind of go and get tested to see what you should supplement with. Uh, we do take vitamin C every morning and we especially have been doing that during this time, like upping our dosage. And we do take vitamin D every day as well because everybody should try to get outside in the natural sunlight. Um, but we all know that that's always not possible. So we also supplement with vitamin D. So those are the things that are most important to us to supplement. The only other thing that we do is he's super into water. And so we actually now take like the seawater mineral every morning that, um, I know you're laughing because <sighs> it's like, and we take hydrogen. We do you hydrogen. get to do anything else? <laughs> I know I, you should see my counter of all the supplements I brought, but you know what? I I'm am the healthiest that I've been right now. And so I always give them a hard time first though. I'm like, what, what supplement do I have to take now? And then I'm like, give me the research. Tell me why. I don't really care. I'm going to do it anyway, but it's so much more fun to like mess with them. Speaking of it. like supplements and uh, you know, minerals or whatever. Mm -hmm. I have just a random question, yeah. a random poll for people. This is like silly, mm -hmm. but um, 
and Tanya just kind of said it. She said, sometimes I put minerals in my water. But I don't know if anybody has noticed tonight, but like I do not drink until I'm completely finished eating. Mm. Like I don't put, I don't drink anything, unless I'm having a glass of wine at dinner and I'm, you know, there's a first meal course or whatever. But most of the time I do not drink the water. Now here's why. So about seven years ago, seven or eight years ago, we were in Hawaii and it was the first time I choked on food. And I just remember like I was eating my food so fast and I used to eat my food really fast. And then I used to drink water to push it down and eat my food really fast and, and water. And I, and so then I really tried to stop drinking water because I realized that I've de- I developed this habit my entire life of like, eating fast, like always on the go, playing sports, this, that, like just constantly going and going to now, like I have been able to really like get down my food, chew it really well so that like I earn my glass of water. Years ago, and again, things may change. What was told to me was that as a human, your body is, if you chew your food correctly, your taste buds and your saliva glands, uh, if you chew it effectively, they will produce the fluid that you need to uh, digest the food correctly and that you won't need water or any sort of beverage to ingest while you're eating because I don't know if this, I don't remember if this came from him or something I read online that when you drink water while you're having food or drink something, you're actually um, not allowing your body to absorb the vitamins and minerals that it, it gets from food as much because the water is, is squirt is a, moving it through the chain, if you will. But that I don't know necessarily. And But what I thought was interesting is that if you actually sit and chew your food when you have it in your mouth and, and like if you keep it in there and chew like a hundred times, you will feel your salivary glands like exploding, if you will, because interesting, <laughs> it's an interesting right. sensation to be like, oh, this is actually what my body is supposed to be doing. So that's why I'm like, oh, that makes sense that the doctor said what he said. So um, yeah, as far as drinking water or stuff. Like I that. also found it, I, you know, it could play a part in how much you eat too. I mean, obviously the type of foods, if you're eating fast food and if you're eating processed food and most food from a bag, you're going to want more. Like there's, I don't know what the ingredient is. I remember talking to, uh, having a conversation with the, the scientist at Bulletproof when she used to oh, make yes, yes. Uh, yes. another very, I'm not allowed to say, with like very popular breakfast food, that breakfast treat that she used to make. But like she's saying, like they put things in there so you want more. You get those chips, you open those chips, they want you to finish that entire bag because they want you. And it really goes to the, your glands. Anyway, so um, I, perp- I purposely wait until I finish um, eating before I enjoy my drink. And, and the result is some people say I drink during my meal. So I would just challenge you out there to try and eat an entire meal slowly, chew it up. And it may even aid in whether you go back for seconds or not. Well, yeah, so Darren read one time. So, yes, everything that you said, according to Dr. Darren, is <laughs> all very accurate. And uh, so we normally don't drink um, until after either. And then he also read, like, there's, I don't remember the number, but there's a certain amount of times, like, that you're supposed to chew per each bite. 30. Yeah, and then, like, you're supposed to, like, then pause and, like, like take a big inhale and exhale. So, yo, he tried that for like two days. And then like on day three, I was like, listen, this is taking too long. And it's super annoying to watch you like by count. Cause you know, he's counting. Of course. Okay. And then go. <laughs> I was like, this could end our marriage. If we keep up with this. I don't care. We're healthy enough. You can skip the breathing in and out in between. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> All right, so the last thing I have, because we only have a couple minutes left, and I want to get to some questions, but save your questions for the chat. Um... You had the opportunity to visit a really good friend of mine, Drew Manning. Oh, yeah. For those of you who don't know Drew Manning, he has an Instagram page called Fit to Fat to Fit. And he actually had a TV show out where, because of, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, he, uh, he was a trainer, super lean, gained 70 pounds, and then lost it again with, you know, to, to see what his clients went through. And so he's doing something called fit to fat to 40 this time. Cause he's about to turn 40 and he gained 40. Uh, I don't know. He gained, he gained a lot. And like three months he gained. And now he's now week 24, he's down to 218 pounds. But anyway, you had the opportunity to go to him. Cause one of the things that he's doing is interesting. And I would go follow his pages. It's just interesting what he's doing. I wouldn't do it. Uh, but <laughs> You know, it's really cool to see him, like, you know, be on different diet plans and things and nutrition plans. But you had the opportunity to help him with uh, eating vegan while gaining weight, right? Yeah. So um, he's awesome. Been friends with him for a while. And when he decided to do this, he asked me to help him uh, gain weight doing vegan, dirty vegan, essentially all the mistakes, like how the most unhealthy way that you can eat vegan. So essentially, like drinking soda, like all the carbs, like all the beyond meats, all the processed food, just like no vegetables. Like it's like one day when my daughter, when she first went to college, she's like, mom, I think I'm going to be a vegan. And I'm like, okay. I was like, you understand that means you have to eat vegetables, not just like bread, (laughs) pasta and chips. And she's like, oh, so basically, (laughs) you know, we helped him do that. And then now actually, so next week, this week he's doing paleo next week, he's doing veg. Um, next week he's doing keto. And then the week after I created a seven day meal plan for him. Um, and he will be eating vegan the right way. I'm not like saying the right the way, healthier but the way. healthier way. Yeah. Um, and you know, so, because it is true, you can, vegan doesn't mean healthy. Gluten-free doesn't mean healthy. You can do any of these methods of eating methodologies of eating incorrectly or in an unhealthy way, or you can do them, you know, correctly in a healthy way so you know on his dirty vegan week i mean it was just like a lot of like processed food so basically is it's it's staying away from meat mm-hmm. eating more car- dirty vegan yeah staying away from meat, eating more carbs drinking soda it's just like you're you're like not eating. you're just you're not eating animal product but you're also not necessarily eating like healthy food right just because you remove animal product like when we were paleo we ate meat, but we were eating healthy still, right? We were eating grass fed and like doing our best to make sure that like there was no chemicals or processing in our food. Like a, a burger at McDonald's is a burger from McDonald's. No differently than a Beyond Meat, you guys, is still an overly processed, like lots of chemicals, etc. Just isn't made by animal product, and that's honestly why. What about In and Out Burger? Well, when we were meat eaters, we ate an In-N-Out burger. If you were going to eat Woo-hoo! it. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Their french fries are made potatoes only, just potatoes and fries. We're doing, uh, we're doing, yeah. we're doing right, guys. We're doing right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this, so now on his, on his um, clean vegan week, it's just like, and I tried to actually make it kind of keto for Drew because Drew tends to, if you do follow him, he's a very, like uh, keto being kind of like a, high fat, you know, medium protein, yeah, low carb, heavy. So I was able to make him like a very, like almost keto friendly vegan diet. Cause I didn't want him to also have too many, you know, carbs. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens. But the, the coolest thing of the experiment with him is one, he wants people to, to have empathy. That's his main goal mm-hmm. of this is just to have empathy for others, but also to, to kind of highlight these, 
I will say methodologies instead of diets, these methodologies of eating. And it's like, just because you choose to be keto doesn't mean you're healthy. Just because you choose to be vegan, vegetarian, paleo, you know, whatever the fuckitarian, you know, like it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like there's a healthy and an unhealthy way to eat. I will say closing out that I think his book is called Complete Keto. Yes. Uh, so if you want to check it out, I mean, he's super smart. And there's, there's all these, like, one of the things that I don't like is like, oh, I don't like keto and this is better than that. Like you can, you can pick apart anything. Like there's a way to do it. But I also believe that, you know, I want to provide you all. I mean, a lot of you have uh, read Eat Smarter, uh, or if you haven't from Sean Stevenson, uh, the food babe has a book. There's a lot of like stuff around her. But I, you know, I want you guys to educate yourself and, you know, kind of just like go check these people out of their books because it's really cool. Okay, let's get to uh, whatever the fuck it's Terry and everyone loves that. That's a shirt. So I want you to remember, first and foremost, that everything has protein. Okay, so if you were to whatever you ate throughout your day, kale, broccoli, asparagus, berries, literally everything has protein in it. By the time the day was through, you would have more than enough protein. So that's the first thing I want you to remember. Number two is, for example, like with Shakeology, I get 19 grams of protein in that, right? Like, so Mm. I'm also getting protein in my, while it's more than just a protein shake, I am getting protein in that shake. Y'all, peanut butter has protein. I mean, who doesn't love a good spoonful of peanut butter? Peanut butter spoons, obviously. Um, You know, but then, you know, so... First, remember that all vegetables have protein. Then, you know, a a shake of some sort can be great. Hemp seeds, you guys, a spoonful of hemp seeds in anything, especially blended in a shake or on top of a salad. Hemp seeds have a ton of protein. You don't like peanut butter, Nikki? We're just going to talk about that later. I I, I can't. I cannot. Um, But hemp seeds are a great source of protein. Quinoa is one of the best sources of protein. And then obviously beans, chickpeas, lentils. Yes, all of that has. So, you know, some people are are different on how their booty kazoo reacts to beans. Uh, So, but chickpeas, lentils, mung beans, all of those things are So again, don't freak out about where am I going to get protein? You're going to get it as long as you're eating very colorful diet full of lots of just amazing food. You're going to get enough protein. All right. Next. Thank you. Next question. What are your recommendations for spicy cooking, spicy slash cooking tofu? Or do you not really eat? Okay. So we maybe eat tofu like once a week, like not, it's not something that we do a lot and probably even less than that. But when we do do any friends fans out there do do um anyway when we do do tofu um we typically i like to typically like scramble it so it looks like you know like what would be like meat or eggs or whatever and i love getting a taco seasoning packet siete foods which makes the best yes. chips on the planet okay they p.s they just came out with a churro chip, everyone. In the, in the I saw it in the store. and they taste like churros like Darren can eat. A I didn't whole bag. buy it because I wondered. See, but now I will. Darren can eat a whole bag. Yeah. Of which is probably not. Healthy. It's really like one serving. No, it's <laughs> okay. So, but Siete has a great taco seasoning. So I love to just open up a taco oh, seasoning yeah, the taco packet seasoning, yeah. and then toss that in there, right? And that to me makes tofu so amazing. And then you know you can put it like make a taco salad. You can do you know we love to do tacos in Napa cabbage. So great. Also, Siete does have um, like a great tortilla, mm-hmm. but we yeah, love yeah, using yeah. Napa cabbage. It's a perfect shell yeah, for tacos. Yeah. So for me, that's that's usually 100% of the way. The only other way I might do tofu is. Um, with like oregano, basil, like all the like the um, spices that you would use for like Italian style food and then do it in a sauce like over a pasta. One of my girlfriends, her name is Diane Sanfilippo. She also is in the, uh, she has a cookbook started with Practical Paleo and then she did a keto cookbook, but she has her own range of spices called Balanced Bites spices and so she has blends she has an italian blend a taco blend a like every blend you can think of and so those are usually the only spices i use um so you can check her out she's great all right our last and final question which i kind of like a lot it says i'm paleo but i respect vegans so much i tried for a year but it did not work for my body and my metabolism i'm curious is your veganism more related to nutrition or animal protection 
Yeah, that's a great question. So it started as just nutrition. Um, and then it kind of migrated into, um, so even when I was not a vegan, I believe I'm not, I do not believe in the way we industrialize and farm currently. So I did believe in like grass fed, responsibly raised, wild, etc. However, uh, as a vegan, it started for nutrition and health reasons. And now we believe if I already own it, it's a sunk cost, meaning like I already own it. So that those animals, you know, whatever, like I'm not getting rid of a pair of shoes that I have because I already own them. But as we've been moving forward in our life, we do purchase more consciously now. So all my beauty products now are vegan. Um, all our household products are vegan. And even everything from our furniture, anything new that we purchase, we are purchasing with that in mind. Do not ever watch um, how they get wool. Um, that really changed our, we were looking at something and it had wool in it and we're like, oh, but they don't kill the animal. So it should be fine. And then we watched something that showed you how they did it. And so here's the deal again, everybody's different. Right. And so I can't tell you what's right for you. What's right for me. My, but my kind of instinct now is I'm never going to be the person who looks at anyone like, please own a leather purse. If you want it, like rock that jacket, like that's you but now like I did get a vegan leather jacket um so it look you know it's not made of actual like leather and you know I gave my real one to my daughter because I'm like I already have it so someone should have it um, I'm just more conscious moving forward because now that I'm aware my whole deal is like if you don't know then you don't know you don't know what you don't know until you know it but now that I'm aware and my eyes are open to it I'd like to do my small part it's kind of like how we are you know, with Tesla, it's interesting. My husband was like, I know we're only one small family, but it's important to me that like we do our part. So that's what, those are the things that are important to us. And so, um, yeah. Our next uh, dinner will be, we don't know when it'll be. We hope that you utilize some of the things you learned tonight, just to, you know, a little bit healthier, you know, I'm not a fitness bully and I'm not a nutrition bully and everyone, one of the biggest one of my biggest pet peeves that happened this past year with the pandemic was that everyone became an expert in health and they <laughs> bullied people and they forgot that they too had a journey to get to where they went to, whether it was like they, they had a journey to become educated about what they know. They had a journey to lose the weight. Some people just aren't always ready. You know, we can, somebody could follow me for like three years and they just, might not be ready, but like I'm helping or Danielle, whomever, everybody here could be just kind of helping them inch along until they want to pull the trigger. So, you know, if you come on here and you're like, oh, you know, I really want to eat healthy and that's what you walk away with. Great. As long as you show up and, and, and you do your part. But I mean, the homework is to actually, you know, you said meatless Monday. If you're somebody who, if you're like, I eat unhealthy four days a week and I want to eat healthier three more. Let's try to get two days in this week, right? It's just always about progress. And, you know, we're fighting against the food companies out there. So we got you in the fitness and food and education department. And I hope you keep coming back for more. But I will be having my donuts and wine on Friday. So I'll see you then. Bye.